welcome back to yet another episode of the Meditation Matters Podcast. I am your host, Naya Shell, and I'm happy to bring you guys to episode 16, all about making choices, exploring these endless possibilities, and also why it matters to be intentional and decisive in your life. I decided to bring back a good pal of mine, Kwan Glover. I had him previously on the podcast when I had the Power Vulnerability series that I was doing, which I will eventually come back to, but for now, we're exploring choices, right? Purpose and fear and all these other beautiful things, which all stem from a form of vulnerability. But to move forward, I thought it would be an awesome thing to explore choice and why it matters to make choices and how choices may change our life. Our life, oftentimes, if you think about it, can be the difference between a decision that we might make. Our life can change on that type of whim. So I thought that instead of me ranting on about choice, I would bring somebody on who has had to make a lot of choices in his life, especially as of recent. Anyway, so this is a pre-recorded interview, and I brought Kawan on, and we're going to momentarily listen to our sponsor, and then we'll loop right in to the show. Stay tuned, and I hope you love today's episode. So, Kawan, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me here again with you today. I'm excited to talk about change. Yeah, yeah, same, same here. I, uh... To kind of start, I read uh, this quote recently that was saying that like, like stability is almost like stagnancy when change is like evolution. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> it's like there's a level to like wanting to choosing to be stable, right? To just kind of like be comfortable. Stability meaning like comfortable, like very comfortable, very like, oh, this is all just like, you know, like no suffering is happening. No, nothing crazy is happening. There's no chaos, right? It's just like, it just seems very like mesh, very like, oh, this is great. I could coast like this forever. Um, and that's always super awesome, right? And then something, yeah. sometimes something might happen. Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, when you reach a plateau in life and everything is all roses and daisies, but after a while, right? Um, it just becomes boring and stability causes you to stagnate which causes you to get bored with life and you start making not so smart choices so I definitely agree that um, change is necessary and often the only thing that can propel you forward I feel like life should be Mm. not uh, violent up and down peaks and Mm. valleys sharp turns but more like a staircase you go up and then you plateau for a little while, and you can go up, and then you always plateau, but it's always you're going up the staircase towards a great yeah. purpose. Yeah, I like that. I like that analogy there. That staircase. I love it. Uh, so let's just try not to trip up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, and that will happen sometimes. You might even fall back <laughs> down a couple of stairs, but right. always aim to go up. Right. Always choose to go up. Hey, there we go. Ha. Yeah, see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> trying to right I'm going to ask you this first question here um, and it's going to get you thinking alright so I want to think about your this this past year here um, so I know that you've made a lot has gone on in the past year or so and I wanted to ask you how have the choices that you've made during this time frame this past year how have they impacted and or changed your life I think the biggest choice I've made um, probably in August I was laying in my room, staring up at the ceiling in the dark, and just choosing to not 
feel guilty about the things that have occurred and not feeling like not blaming myself for causing them like there were things that happened that were out of my control and mm-hmm. you know I blame myself for the way they affected others and it changes how I changed how I interacted with people and I chose mm-hmm. not to feel guilty like I chose to accept that those things are out of my control and that gave me a whole new level of freedom a whole new vantage point in your life a different perspective um, wow. it kind of made my purpose more gave more power to my purpose so that was mm. the biggest thing I did thus far and there were other changes um just dietary and things of that nature but I would say that was the most impactful just in that once you open your mind to whatever is possible it changes everything did you feel this change happen like did you feel it happen almost like immediately was it gradual like what did that feeling feel like So it was kind of like <clears throat> and I'm going to say it as an epiphany. I, you know, I was laying in my mm. bed feeling miserable. You know, I was moving the business along, writing a book and things of that nature, but then when I got right. I was laying there and I was like, man, I don't really feel the thing I'm talking about. And I was like, you know, no one ever told me any of this is my fault. And mm. I don't think it's my fault. So it's not my fault. And mm. Yeah, I'm just going to let that go and in that moment it was like a snap. And wow. I was like, yeah. I got my edge back. Like I feel more confident in myself. I can look myself in the mirror. I can say what I like and don't like and not feel bad about. It. I'm not concerned about the opinions and thoughts of others if they don't align with my divine purpose. So, now mm-hmm. I'm in a place where like I'm moving forward at my own pace and I'm doing what I want to do, what I like to do, what I love. because that's what I wanted to period. Wow, I love that period. I had the whole theme <laughs> in my in my brain when you said that. <laughs> the, the whole scenario. But now that's that's actually extremely powerful because in this very moment you you went from like being like down in the dumps and you're like, "You know what? I'm going to stop doing this." You made a very conscious choice to just stop doing that and then just let it go and focus on something else. Like too, it's like the difference between like what like who you are in that moment and possibly who you in the next or like how you think and how your thinking can then impact your life the very next day or the very next moment or what what you feel or like where you want to be or how you want to live your life right it's kind of like comes down to a choice everything is about choice i mean again i think we talked about this maybe a couple of days ago it's just people get hung up on i want to know what all options take mm-hmm. you to and what is the best result and you get this you get stuck in decision paralysis there's so many options you could do this you can do that but now when i make decisions i don't concern myself what could have been it's similar to what the lion king was trying to teach us all those years you know he hit Rafiki hit symbol with the stick and mm-hmm. the second time he ducked because he learned from the past. You know, mm-hmm. you go forward make decisions, you make mistakes, but you learn from them. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens, you know, more people say whatever happened happened and it can't happen anywhere else. So mm-hmm. I know that I'm concerned myself with the options that could have been or the outcomes that should have been or would have been or could have been. Mm-hmm. It's like that's not what it is. So operate from what it is and everything else makes sense. Well, that's a quote right there. <laughs> I I I'm good on the quotable. <laughs> Respect right there. <laughs> All right, so next question, now that we're talking about um 
is uh, you're not, you're not concerned with the possible outcome or possibilities, right? You're just kind of like, nah, like this is how it's going to be. Like I'm making this decision and I'm, I'm standing in it, right? So I'm prompted to ask, it comes time for you to make a decision, no matter how big or small it might be, how do you make it? Like, do you have like a internal reasoning system or is it more of like a, what feels right in this moment type situation? I think for me, I can get to a state of overanalyzation if I think about the pros and cons and how this fits and it's more intuitive. And I literally have mm-hmm. an app on my phone. If there's a dilemma, that's two choices. You know, I have an app on my phone that says flip a coin. And by the time mm-hmm. the coin is flipping, I already know what choice I want to do. Now, if it mm-hmm. the choice that I want doesn't negatively impact me in any way, then that's the one I go with. If it does, then I reason out why. That's the only time I go into pros and cons or decision or a choice. But most times it is based on my intuition because regardless of where I've been and what I've been through and what I've you know, struggled with, my intuition has led me to this moment when I'm talking to you. So I think I'm heading in the right direction when I make those choices. And I'm very decisive. Well, like Once I make a decision, I don't waver, I don't backtrack, I don't think about Omega should have done this. So like, no, I decided that's it. Period. Period. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is the theme for the show. Period. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> Choices right, cool. with so, a period. Right. <laughs> um, so when it when you do so when you do ever find yourself maybe in a sticky situation off a decision that you made, you know, how how did the decisions usually like stemming from you now being in the sticky situation? Like how do you then alter your decision-making process to kind of like either balance it back out, get out of it, or just how do you then realize that you need to manage it a little bit differently, typically? Uh, a lot of times with, I don't feel like there are losses in life. There are just lessons. Mm-hmm. So, and, you know, on the front end, it's just like you just make the decision to see what happens. And then on the back end, you're like, oh, that didn't go so well. So you learn from it and make better decisions in the same situation. <laughs> Next time, when I'm in a sticky situation, a lot of times, a lot of sticky situations are commitments. So mm-hmm. I made a commitment to be here, but there's also something I might want to do more over here, but I made this commitment. Right. And I just have to go into my core values. Like, I let them make mm-hmm. decisions. Like, you know, Les Brown said you have to commit to your commitments. And I've already made something a previous commitment, you know, that there's like a, it supersedes my wants and desires to do something else. So, right. I don't, the only way decisions become sticky is if you view them as sticky. I don't view them mm. as sticky because you don't have to do anything but stay black for me, stay black and die. Everything mm-hmm. else is a choice. So, <laughs> everything else is a choice. So, for me, I don't, feel like I run into the sickest situations. It just, what has the most benefit for me and everyone around me versus what I really want to do? And that's really the choice every time. Awesome. I actually think that that's a, that's actually a really great response because the way you're navigating life as I'm making the best decision that is for me in this moment. And no matter what happens, I'm confident that the next decision is then going to be the best decision in that moment, essentially. Right. 
Because you spend too much time, again, it's decision paralysis. You get stuck in a moment and then you don't end up deciding. And that's the decision too. So be wary of the indecision because that's the decision too. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, Everything in life is a decision. It's something that I've been finding in my own personal journey. Um, Okay, cool. So to actually, I want you to define something for me. Um, I know that we all probably know what this means, but just want to give a stab at trying to dissect a little bit more. So how exactly would you describe conscious decision making? Because I know that there's decisions that sometimes we make on the back of our hand. We don't even think about it. You know, like it's like, bam, and bam, like I know. Then our body physiologically makes decisions for us too, right? Because, you know, we're still humans. We have a whole avatar that's doing this thing. But when it comes to actively making conscious decisions, how would you describe this to somebody who's like, can you tell me more about what it means to be more conscious or intentional about the decisions that I'm making? Uh, well, you know, the body is, the mind is like something like 90% subconscious. So mm-hmm. the decisions that you make without thinking or that just happen or you think just happen are usually the subconscious. Conscious thought is the choices or the thinking that you can put in front of your mental your, your mental eyes or your eyes mm-hmm. in your brain or that you think about and make decisions. Usually your conscious decision involves the pros and cons when you're actively thinking, meditating, um, kind of, ro- what? how do they say, uh, mulling over the decision, you know, those mm-hmm. are active in your thoughts and you can, you can almost write these thoughts down or choices down versus the subconscious. They're just things you do instinctively. Right. Does that make sense? Definitely, definitely. I think I think that's a that's a great answer there. I mean, that's typically how I understand it to be, um, but I know sometimes you know we all have different ideas. It's really cool to explore what this means and how this could look per person. You know, because we all have our own lives and perspectives. But it's always interesting to explore the subconscious mind, which I'm always trying to explore. But that's for another day, because <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep abyss. <laughs> right. Um, so when it comes to, you know, this difference between subconscious thinking and conscious thinking, um, they both matter greatly, right? So in, in this case, like, we understand the difference between the two now, but how much would you say that it matters to really, like, make conscious decisions versus just always going with the subconscious? Because, like, let's just say, for example these decisions that just happen just kind of flow like that. Um, do you think there's ever a point in time where we might need to be a little bit more intentional about making a conscious choice or like, should there be more of a balance? Like what has been so far, maybe whether or not it's been yourself or someone else, like your experience with just trying to understand how much making a conscious choice matters versus just kind of going and just like, I don't know, just letting anything come out. <laughs> I think for me personally, I make a conscious effort to control what I feed to my subconscious. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. less conscious, more instinctual decisions I make are more beneficial to me without me realizing it. Mm-hmm. I audit my language. I audit the way I think. The TV mm-hmm. I watch, the t- content I consume, all that is curated so my subconscious operates on a higher level of being Mm -hmm. and I don't always have to think about it because I'm already programming myself to think that way. Right. 
That makes sense. Right. So this whole reprogramming of the self from the thoughts to the body, to the energy body, to the emotions. So that like your autopilot is essentially aligned with your deeper, your deeper like truth, essentially. Right. And there are always going to be times where everything is not instinct. There are going to be decisions you have to make consciously. But I, I almost feel like when you start feeding yourself conscious or you start um, shaping it, molding it, programming it the correct way, it makes decisions on a conscious level easier mm-hmm. because your gut feeling, your subconscious mind is already yelling at yep. you like, hey, you should do this, you should do this based on what you told yep. me. This is what you need to do. And then and I'm like, oh, you're right. I should probably do that. Right. And then you make a decision and it's that easy. Yeah, yeah. It's like you're fine-tuning your your instincts and your gut feeling to be more aligned intuitively with every piece of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Wow. All right. So I do want to know, so there's a lot of us out here (laughs) can be a little bit, you know, indecisive, (laughs) have a hard time making decisions. (laughs) And you've already said a ton that's, that's super important. And that gives a lot to think about and to just, you know, ask internal questions about, right? So if there is someone, you know, say they come up to you and they're like, hey, like, you know, there's always a ton of choices that I need to make, but I find myself having a really difficult time making it. And, you know, I'm trying to change my life or I'm trying to do this or whatever, but I'm still finding myself to be indecisive for X, Y, Z, fear, guilt, whatever it may be, right? Just, you know, just not sure. How, what would you say to someone who desires to be a, a better decision maker or a more like decisive decision maker, but who is currently struggling to do so? Well, first of all, you have to recognize there are levels of change and choice. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have one option, that's that's the decision made for you. You have two options, that's a dilemma. So you don't mm-hmm. really have choices, you have a dilemma. When you mm-hmm. have three options or more, that's when you have choices. I think mm. you need to assess your values and figure out how do you, what makes you make the best decision. When you look at your past decisions, mm-hmm. analyze and really dig into what made you ultimately make the final decision and find a way to ask yourself, could you have come to that decision sooner and what mm-hmm. factors would have contributed to that? Um, because a lot of times, again, people get bogged down by what could have been or you know economics they call it a sunk cost like things mm-hmm. that like you backtracking your decision because you're so worried about you missing an opportunity here right. um you can also forward think you can think about how does this decision allow me to get here but ultimately come back to those choices and afford moving motion that way you're able to capitalize on opportunity that's a little more strategic tra- strategic thinking mm-hmm. but that can help as well. But I, I, you know, I ultimately think like, like I said before, what happened could have happened and there was no other way anything else could have happened. Right. So I always, when I get to a dilemma, you know, I tap into, sometimes it's not a good thing, mm-hmm. but like I tap into my black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. Like this is this, this is that, and this is where I want to get to. Which one of these choices get me there faster and in the most agreeable, positive way? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I choose. I don't think about how long will it take. I don't think about who's going to be affected. It's my choice, my decision, my result. And right. ultimately shrinking that level of impact, but also thinking about the level of influence the decision we have. 
mm-hmm. can help you make a decision a little faster. And I think you have to practice decisiveness. Yeah. You know, I didn't wake up one morning and was like, yeah, make decisions. True. No, it started in dating. It started in friendship. Mm-hmm. It started in business. Like, when I'm out with a person now, I don't waver on where we're going. I'm like, yo, we're going to he- be here at this time for this long. Right. And when I'm in business, the contract says this for this many months for this price point. Mm-hmm. Yes or no? And it's that simple for me. So, but again, I didn't start off like being so cut, yes or no. Right. It was like, you know, I grew up in a household where my sister and my dad used very non committal language. It was maybe, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. just those kind of things. And I wanted to eliminate that from my vocabulary. So, what I would suggest to anyone is start looking at the words you use, mm-hmm. all your language, all your thoughts, and that'll help you start the process of becoming more decisive. Wow. And then try that every day with small things yeah. to medium yeah, things. Yeah, small things. Yeah, large things. Like if you struggle with trying to figure out what you're going to put on that morning, like, you know, make commit, make a decision. Or you try it do a decision the night before. You know what I'm saying? Like what are you going to eat that day? Wow, it's just small things. I've, I've... Have you ever looked into the psychology of a closet? <laughs> You ever notice how the more clothes you have, it's harder to pick an outfit? Oh, 100%. But when you have less clothes, you can pick an outfit, like put some stuff together and have a look. Right. So, like, that's the same thing in, in life in general. When you have so many choices, it can be overwhelming, and this mm-hmm. leads to that decision paralysis. So start weaving out decisions that won't have any impact or won't have any benefit to anyone. Mm-hmm. What are your choices down? And that make, you know, you bring it from 10 choices to three choices. Right. And that'll help make the decision much easier. Right. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was so wise. I even learned something myself here. <laughs> <laughs> I can now walk away feeling more confident in my decision-making system. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons I haven't bought clothes in like a year. True. That's real. Everyone. <laughs> somebody's just on um, somebody's on internet shopping right now Someone's like oh crap it. <laughs> you know those emails that you get I actually had to make a very conscious decision to just to unsubscribe from all those um, like uh, newsletters for like the stores or like anything else that just really wasn't adding any value to my inbox um, and it just feels so much better <laughs> Yo, and, and like sometimes, like you get emails from companies that you didn't sign up That's for. That's weird and, to me, but I get bruh, it. I digress though. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I actually, um, I th- I think that we've covered a lot of great ground here. I I honestly need to sit down and just <laughs> <laughs> take this all in myself here. Um, but before we close out, I just wanted to ask you. Um, is there anything that you would like to, you know, add or anything you'd like to put a plug in for uh, before we close out today? Uh, I run a company called Overcome University, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically set it up to give the people that had a traumatic experience, hardship, or dealing with a challenge in their business or their life, and the outcome of that situation has led to stress, anxiety, depression, guilt, mm-hmm. self-doubt, worthlessness, loneliness. If that 
has affected you directly or the people around you or near someone that may need some help in those situations, whether it be in our life or business, they can talk to me and we can set something up. Just figure out what's the best action plan for you going forward. You know, I take people's challenges and traumas and struggles and I look at where they want to be and where they are now and build a plan for you going forward is a methodology I've created um, to help those people get the victory in life. And that's why I call it victory coaching. Because awesome. I want people to win at the game of life. That's awesome. Where can they find you at? You can find me personally on Instagram at Kawan Glover. That's K at K A W A N G L O V E R. LinkedIn Kawan Glover. Uh, Facebook Overcome Adverse. No, Overcome with Kawan. Or you can type in Kawan Glover. Pretty much Kawan Glover. Anywhere you want to find me. Gotcha. You. you can find me. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll have I'll have your name typed out perfectly in the description <laughs> section of this episode. So if people have any difficulty to understand the spelling, you'll be able to see it in the description session. And hopefully, do you have a website as well? No, but I will be coming in the coming year. It's probably going to be kawanglover.com. So okay, cool, look cool. forward to that. Cool, cool. Well, in the meantime, his name will be there. So if you have any issues, right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right cool 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 well thank you so so much for joining me again throughout another time on the meditation matters podcast to share your knowledge your experience and your wisdom on another topic that you know continues to baffle my personal mind <laughs> <laughs> um so i just thank you so much to have you um really grateful to have you here it's, it's always a blessing thank you for having me and so all those who are listening blessings and make change going forward make decisions and do what's best for you. Do what's best. It's about to be 2020, y'all. So we got to act. A whole new decade. <laughs> we got to make different choices. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Thank you, Kawan, And have a beautiful night. You too. I hope that you enjoyed today's show with Kawan talking all about choice and why it matters to be intentional and decisive in the choices that you make. I hope that you learned a lot. He had a lot of great insight, wisdom, and awesome things to offer, especially when it comes to indecision or just becoming more and more confident and trusting your natural and intuitive self when it comes to making big to small choices. As always, I hope that you felt inspired to not only apply some of these things within your life if you're curious about them, but also maybe to share them with your friends, families, and colleagues. Somebody random that you may have met on the street that possibly you think might benefit from the Meditation Matters podcast. And as always, if you would love to be featured on the next episode, or if you have a question that you would love to be answered on air, um, anything of the above, be sure to send me a voice message or a DM or an email, whatever it may be. Get in contact with me. All of my information can be found exactly here on the website on Anchor. Also on my Instagram at meditation.matters. You can also find me on Twitter at the Meditation Matters Podcast. Okay, so I hope that you guys really enjoyed it. And as always, stay tuned, share. Let's keep the conversation going. And by all means, let's continue to learn, share, and grow together and keep it real with ourselves and everyone around us. All right, much love and namaste, everyone.